1: Welcome to cast a strong style i'm your host don Delorente, and i'm joined by my co-host mr anwar starwin what's going on anwar
0: hello don how are you feeling better have you recovered from another monday night
1: <laughs> yes yes i have we uh did the raw cast and i got the chance to vent uh all my feelings in this pleasure about the legends night monday night raw so yes i, I am feeling better thank you sir you need to finesse your way up off that that show <laughs> uh, You know I enjoy talking to Mo And Samuel Colunga so you know if I could just Finesse cutting down raw To about two hours That would be a much needed uh, uh, Alteration In my life and lifestyle That ain't gonna happen Yeah <laughs> And we are joined once again by Mr. Terry's boy. What's going on,
2: Terry's boy? Not too much. What's going on, Dom? What's going on, Anwar? Happy to be here talk about some Wrestle Kingdom.
1: That's right, man. We're here to talk about the big two-night event. From the Tokyo Dome, January 4th and 5th, on this edition of Cast of Strong Style. You can find Cast of Strong Style on the web at cspn.us. You can also subscribe to the show through any podcast platform. All you have to do is search for Cast of Strong Style or also the Wrestlecast the CSPN. All right, guys, so we'll get into it. Uh, did you guys check out any of the Road to Wrestle Kingdom shows? Anything stand out
2: uh, in that? Before I we... did. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I would say mainly the stuff with Tanahashi and Okan, and of course you know the stuff with the main eventers, Naito, Ibushi, Jay White, and, trying, and then, you know, just Hiromu and, and Ishimori. That was really about it, you know. Most of the car was set. And I guess, you know, Kojima coming in in the clutch when, when they needed him.
1: Yep, 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 yep. Kojima earned a, a shot on the Wrestle Kingdom card to go against Kenta for that briefcase. So, a uh, surprising last-minute addition. Uh, and Kojima getting one last shot on the big show at this stage in his career, so that was really good to see. Uh, we will not be talking about the New Japan Rumble from night one. Sorry, did not waste any time
2: uh, <laughs> watching that.
1: So we will uh, go right into the main show. At the Anwar Starwin uh, got into me then, um, as we'll watch as Hiromu defeated El Phantasmo with the West Coast Pop. And he will go on to face Tazi Ishimori for the IWGP junior heavyweight title on night two. Um, Haramu, best of the super junior winner. El Fantasmo, the super J-Cup winner. Uh, so they faced off. And, uh, yeah, this was good. Nice way to start the show. The old, uh, what I call a Monday Nitro special. Put your, you know, cruiserweight junior heavyweights out there. Let them, you know, do some depth defined things. Get some oohs and odds, Get the energy up. And good way to start the show. Mm, we could skip this match too, bro. You just oh, come, come on, Taz, that boy, man.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: No matter how great y'all, even even fucking Haramu couldn't get that motherfucker over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, cause I I like the match. I'm with you, Don, But if there's one thing in our favorite, yeah, this match had like no heat, like. The crowd was quiet to the point Mm -hmm. where I was like, ooh, this might be a rough night to the main event. But as soon as the second match started, like the crowd got into it. So I'm like, oh, the the problem is ELP. Although I guess to be fair to kind of defend him, maybe part of that is the fact that people can only clap. They can't like boo
0: man yeah you can't make that try to like make that excuse for him but <laughs> just, just the point that you made immediately in the next match the crowd got fucking hyped. so <laughs> they was not fucking with that match
2: <laughs> and they, yeah. love,
0: they love Haromo. so you know they really wasn't fucking with that match if yeah. was, couldn't even get that shit over
2: I mean, but to his credit, El Fantasma like, tried. Like, he did stuff he has not really done in New Japan. Like, his little rope walk, onside, moonsault, like, he tried. But, I think maybe this is, this also, like, is an exposure thing. Because, I'm trying to think about it. Other than, like, what, last year when he made a minute against Will, like, ELP has not really wrestled, like, in big matches in Japan that often. I mean part of it this year was the COVID, but
0: Yeah, yeah. It was he was gone for like he, he wrestled one year and then he was gone for the next year. So you ain't really developing no type of like um relationship with the crowd. But on the other hand, you'd be like, Well, Jeff Cobb ain't really have as much shine as ALP, And look what he was able to do
2: <laughs>
0: once he got a little bit more like got 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 new friends. <laughs>
2: So, well, but let's be real. Jeff Cobb is a much better performer than ELP, and you know, I'm the ELP apologist on this show, but even I can say Jeff Cobb is a much, much, much better wrestler than El Fantasma. Yeah, you're right. I agree with that.
1: In our next match, the one where the crowd decided they wanted to pick up the intensity. The Gorillas of Destiny became the seven-time IWGP tag team champions with a win over the Dangerous Techers, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi. Tama Tonga hit Taichi with the iron fingers. Tonga Loa followed that up with Ape Shit, and Gorillas of Destiny pinned Taichi, and they got the tag team title belts. They got the World Tag League trophies. They on top of the world when it comes to tag team wrestling in New Japan.
0: Yeah, um... The start of this match with the control segment by GOD, that shit had me falling asleep. I was not with it. You wasn't feeling they... the heat? Nah, that shit was kind of boring and making me sleepy. <laughs> but they got it together and it turned into be one of the better matches of the show. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Even with the dirty finish, I appreciated the match. And, you know, GOD is a good tag team. I wanted the Techers to hold the title and run it, but this is usually how it goes. Usually, like, Usually, like, they lose at the Dome, lose the championship at the Dome, then get it right back. So this is the inverse of that. And for the history of their tag team, it's kind of good that they won Tag League and then won at the Dome. So they they knocked off, like, two of those things back to back. So Mm. seven times, a really big accomplishment.
1: And I pretty much – I thought, like, Tangaloa's gear was pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. Silver back and the silver gear. Uh, Terrence yeah. Boyd, your thoughts on the uh, Gorillas of Destiny becoming seven-time IWGP Tag Team Champions?
2: Um, Yeah, like they they worked hard. To me, I felt like this was less about GOD. Obviously, they were telling the story of we never won World Tag League, never won these belts at the Dome, but to me, this is more about like Zach and Taichi clearly being faces, because I don't know if y'all watched the post-match, but Zach went off. <laughs> he was like, you fucking dickheads. What was that bullshit? <laughs> we fucking busted our ass in a pandemic. Y'all just stroll in with Jado and the, the nonsense and win the title. And like credit to Taiji, like he sold that iron finger like death. Like he didn't talk at all. He was covering his face like Zach was making sure he was okay. So, uh, but yeah, like it, it was well wrestled. This was kind of the match I was expecting to have a world tag league where, you know, you got some of that like counter wrestling between Zach and talent and then you got Tai Chi and Tangelo just beating the crap out of each other. And the crowd was into it. Like this, this, this this felt more like the opener in terms of the crowd reaction, you know, a nice fun match, get the, get the blood flowing and, uh, yeah, G.O.D. better watch their back because I feel like, yeah, like they kind of wanted men now because it's first you pissed off Juice, now you pissed off Dangerous Techers. Not to mention, I'm sure it's a couple other teams that don't like these dudes because they bullet club. So this might not be a long title, right? G.O.D. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. have made a lot, a of, lot of enemies.
1: Is they kind of broke away from their normal match formula this was much more contained to the ring and and more of like you said wrestling holes and counter matches. usually like uh, they usually tend to have more of a brawl that breaks down into a wrestling match towards the end but this one stayed pretty much true to you know a straight up wrestling match uh, which was a lot of you know, a little bit different flavor uh, than they usually uh, give you when they match up between gorillas of destiny and dangerous Techers. Yeah. Um, I think
0: I, th- I, think they, this is the idea that's kind of within the fandom. I think having to sit on the sideline and watch other people do a better job and get more people engaged in the div- division, that's got to kind of be somewhat humbling to you and also reminding that, yo, yes, you have the tenure and you have all the stature, but we got people here that could even do a better job than you so you need to improve your quality of what you're doing in that ring so you can't just come around and be fucking around no more because there's a lot more people hungry for spots in that company and if they if they got to go in the tag division to do what they need to do they'll do it so right they, they 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 it's like it's like when someone at work is hired and they start working in your own position too you gotta like You got to keep that certain level where, yeah, you here, but I'm still the guy or girl. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, In between uh, the matches, uh, John Moxley, he appears on the video screen. He says the winner of the next match will get a title shot at his IWGP United States Championship. So for the first time in over a year almost, we see the belt. On actual New Japan television, so it still does exist. John Mosley says the winner of the Kenta and Kojima match will get their title shot. Well, Kenta defended the United States title briefcase with a win over Kojima. Kenta used the GTS to get a hard-fought victory. Man, they beat the hell out of each other. I was not expecting that from Kojima. He really brought it in this match. And he held up his end and he pushed Kenta a little bit harder than i think Kenta even expected i got exactly what i expected because
0: Kojima could still go a lot of us know kojima could still go so he's only deep pushed because of his age that's the thing in new japan once you reach a certain age your ass go down the card <laughs> so that's just how it is like you can still go like nagata can still go in, in, in spots too it's just you reach a certain age, you can't, they're not going to put you in that spotlight because they're trying to build up the future, unlike other companies. So, you know, it was awesome. It was really good. I'm glad that Kojima got the, the nod to get in there and have one, one last big time showing within um the, at the dome. And maybe, just maybe, maybe this could get him back in the G1 one more time, maybe.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Terry's boy, your thoughts on uh, Kenta? Yeah. Um. Yeah, like a, a old school, like Japanese style match. Just hard hitting, very crisp. Like told a nice story where Kojima was stronger, but Kenta was smarter and a bit sharper. And the, the English commentary, I felt, did a great job, especially Chris Childs as a historian, bring up the fact that this is the... First time Kojima's had a singles match at the Dome since, I think he said, 2009 when he wrestled Tanahashi in the main event. And then Kenta, you know, I didn't realize this, but when he was in Noah, he only wrestled like one at a time in the Tokyo Dome. So these are both kind of guys that. At one point, we you know, legends. They're still legends in terms of, you know, their overall reputation, but they're not main event guys anymore. So they both have something to prove, and, and they both still have something in the tank. They might not be what they were, but they, they still have a lot to offer, like Anwar said, especially Kojima. And it was just nice to, nice to see. Yeah, I, I feel for my man Juice, but it, I, I'm a big Kojima fan. Like, I got to... All the older guys when I started watching New Japan, I don't know why, maybe it's, you know, the Larry Clothesline from Hell, but he was the one where I'm like, that's my, like, older guy, and I I wanted to learn more about him, so, like, yeah, like, and, you know, interesting, like, because Kenta lately has not been using the GTS. He's been beating people with the crossface, so another element where Kojima pushed him to the point where he had to use his real finisher he was like yeah i can't i can't bs with this crossface. i gotta knock this old man out before he knocked me out so (laughs) gts
1: in the next match the ace tanahashi was able to dig down deep and get the win over the great okan with the high fly flow uh the story of this match was the great okan uh, going after the knees of Tanahashi like everybody else has, uh, uh, you know, for the past like six months. But Tanahashi was able to overcome it, hit that high fly flow. And uh, the ace says he still got a little bit left. But uh, I thought Okan looked really good in this. He was bringing it to Tanahashi, really controlling the match. But, you know, Tanahashi with that veteran savvy was able to pull things out.
0: Um, You know what? It was exactly what i also expected a lot of people are 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 really weird about ocon and i am not one of those people i enjoy him and he did exactly what i expected you know maroon for the dude since he was a young line i'm glad he's taking advantage of the situation and not being frightened of the 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 spotlight of what's going on ahead so you know they, they did what i expected another really Another really good match for like Tanahashi at the Dome, so you know, not surprising the
1: least. It was awesome. Right, right. Terry's boy, your thoughts on Tanahashi? One more win in the Tokyo Dome.
2: Yeah, you know, it, it was nice. Like I, I like how because tana has been losing so much, like literally until re- the rough count of three, I was like, something gonna happen. When he went up for the high five, ball, I'm like, oh. O'Connor is gonna get the knees up. It's over. But he hit it. I was like, oh, he hit it. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was so happy when Tana won. And like like Anwar said, like a lot of people have it out for O'Connor and, and Wado, but it kind of ignoring the fact that these guys only have like three, four years of experience. But he did what he's supposed to do. He was in an, an imposing presence like people forget he's number three in the hierarchy of the empire wills the clear like main event guy cobb is like the upper mid card guy okan is like the lower mid card guy like probably gonna squash some young boys that at some point kind of guy like he he's still developing but in terms of like presence and, and not being overwhelmed like We've all watched enough wrestling where we've seen, like, guys with not a lot of experience in big spots. They look lost. They look like, oh, shit, I forgot my spot. Like, O'Karen never had any of that. Like, he he did his job and, and did it well, I felt. And, you know, Tanahashi, like, he brought it up in, in his post-match. He was like, I, I know I'm kind of headed towards the end. But uh, I want to, you know, be an ambassador because I kind of feel like that's what Tano's role is now. He's kind of what Liger was before he retires. And he's the guy that can travel to different places, work with younger guys, maybe go to the, like, UK or America when things open up and, and, like, basically be the face of New Japan, get new fans. And he said he wanted to win another title. So I, I, I think this is setting up something, because he even said, like, yeah, I, I'm I'm not naive enough to think this is the last time I'm going to battle Okan or the Empire, so as a good, like, chapter one, I, I thought it was very solid, and I, I enjoyed it. I had no problems with it.
1: Alright. Semi-main event time for night one. The Rainmaker, Okada. He defeated Will Ospreay Via the Steiner driver, followed by the Rainmaker. So the uh, money clip was put to rest uh, for the finish of this match. Um, when I when this match was getting ready to start, I was getting cozy in my seat. And I was thinking to myself, hmm, you know what? It's been a while since i seen me a good 40-minute Okada match. And uh, he did not disappoint me. He brought back that old Okada that we haven't seen since the title reign. And uh, Will Ospreay was right there step for step with him. And these boys put on a hell of a semi-main event match. I really loved everything about this one.
0: Yep, it was very physical and surprisingly physical. It It was really entertaining. Even though I don't fuck with Will and I find Okada's character kind of boring. I, I enjoyed the match, you know, they they really went all out and I give them a credit for it. it was definitely one of the best matches of the night in the two nights. They put a lot of pressure on the main event to like come through. So props to them, you know, still caught that L. But, you know, it'd be like that sometimes.
1: <laughs> I like the video package uh, for this match as well. Um, before the match, just detailing the history between them, uh, going way back to with, you know, the very first time they wrestled, and Okada was like, oh, this kid's got something, and then, you know, and Dr. Nate and Will and the chaos and everything like that. So I really thought the video packages were also strong for these last two matches. Uh, Terry's Boy, your thoughts on um, Okada getting the win over Will Ospreay and defeating the Empire here on the big stage?
2: yeah like real strong match like to me this match was more about Okada and Will in the sense of like you know this was our barometer like was last year a fluke was Okada hurt like can he still be that rainmaker cause like me and Anwar talked about and it's one of the things as great as he is that makes Okada boring is whereas Tanahashi, Naito and even Ibushi When once they got past like their athleticism, they found something else. They found that second thing. Okada hasn't quite found that thing yet. He's he's trying with the money clip, but it it ain't quite there yet. So I thought for him to not only have a great match because you know these two should be able to have a great match, but to look like the classic Rainmaker, which he has not looked like since the Dome last year, what was good to see. And it was also a good test for Will because, you know, he's a heel now. So he can't do all that flippy shit anymore. So uh, like I said, I appreciated Like the physicality and, and like this felt like a fight, like probably more than just about any other match other than maybe a match we'll talk about on night two. This felt like a fight. Like yeah, the title wasn't aligned, but this felt like, you know, real emotional stakes, like real big stuff. And Okada even acknowledged it. He was like, yeah, after that match, if you have any questions, why Will turn on me? Like, that match is your answer. Like, I don't think we could have had this kind of fight if Will was still my brother. We need to be enemies. And But he was like, yeah, Will, you're good, but you're still missing something. You're not the Ryan maker, and we'll, we'll see what's next for Okada. And that brings us to the main
1: event of night one. Where we saw Kota Ibushi become the double champion. He defeated Naito with the Kamagoye to finally reach his destiny and become not only the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, but also the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Kota Abushi, four-year journey, at least with me, has finally ended up where I thought he always was determined. Destined to be, and that is the King of New Japan, the most celebrated singles wrestler maybe in the history of the company. He's won everything there is to win, every tournament there is to win. He's captured it. So, congratulations to Kota Ibushi, Mr. Anwar Starwin. Your thoughts?
0: Most decorated for sure, but biggest superstar? Mm, we'll see about that. Um. I really enjoyed this match, and it was interesting to see them have this type of match as the main event, because it just means they had to increase more time for them to do crazy shit. (laughs) And granted, they did some crazy shit within the match, but it wasn't a lot to the point It had to for me to hear the the crybabies complaining about it. So, I mean, they had an awesome match, and then... Like Naito, like gave him the gave him gave him like the the mega power shit at the end that that rub, that, which was pretty fucking cool. I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed like him winning. But the, the 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 fucking Lumen Jay White shit just kind of was like kind of took some of my joy because it was like <laughs> it was like I enjoyed it. I was happy for him because I'm a Gucci fan for many years. But on the, on the back end, I'm like, man, y'all just took the this took the fucking the like the briefcase from him. If you do that, you can you can take the fucking title from him. I was like, man, you gonna get this man a one day title run, so I was already nervous. And then Jay came out and you know he said it, talked this shit again.
1: Mr. Booker man had you nervous, got you nervous going in night too, don't he?
0: yeah he had me fucking nervous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Terry's
1: boy your thoughts man Kota Ibushi on his way to ascending to becoming a
2: god yeah like real strong match like I don't say it like they did crazy shit but I, I also like a lot of elements of this match was like traditional New Japan wrestlers like this match started with a fucking lockup like how many times do you see a Naito or Bushy match where they do, like, an old-school lock-up, test-the-strength, like, chain wrestling, but that that was nice to see in it kind of show, like, okay, this is different. And Abushi even talked about it, like, in his post-match. He was like, yeah, like, wrestling the last few years has not been as fun for me. I, I can't be that carefree kid anymore. Like, they're actually, like... Stakes to my matches now. Where if I lose, like, it's it's emotionally devastating. So, he, he, like, it, 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 it again, like the last match, it, it had that like, like this felt like a fight. It didn't feel like you know guys just doing cool moves to entertain people. It felt like a fight. And given these two's history, even if you're like a new fan, I feel like the the commentators on English did a good enough job of laying out their history that that you got that in uh yeah like a bushy man like he he done figured it out like because we always used to talk about like it's two abushis it's the golden star like the carefree high flyer and then his killer coda he's he's finally figured out how to balance the two because like man them them knee strikes at the end and that last comic book, I was like, whew, good
0: guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh So that brings us to the end of night one of Wrestle Kingdom. I saw just overall really strong show. Um, Definitely semi main main event, main event, definitely brought it. Uh, Okan and Tanahashi was really strong. Just everything on that show was really solid, really strong from top to bottom. Even if Anwar didn't feel the opening match between Hiromu and uh, El Phantasmo. So never gonna watch it again. <laughs> that brings us to um night two and that starts off with Yano retaining the King of Pro Wrestling title over Chase Owens, Bushi, and Bad Luck Fale. Uh basically uh these were the last four guys in the new Japan Cup from the night before. Um uh Fale, uh excuse me. Yano hit low blows on Fale and Chase, and then he pinned Bushi, who was still down after he got hit with the grenade launcher. Um, Chase Owens and Badlot Fale, they kind of had, you know, a little bit of a game plan going into the match. But then as the match started to go on, their uh, friendship became friction, and that allowed Yano to slide in and get the win. Man, I'm going to
0: keep it real with you I was bullshit watching this match. I was watching Toki Jochi Pro's main event. That shit was way better than that that opening match.
2: So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is. I get it. Like, people like Yano, so Ghetto has to come up with creative ways of getting him on big cards because we know, like, even when he tries, Yano is not the best wrestler. He's nowhere near close, but he is immensely popular in Japan, and yeah, I laughed, it, it was, I laughed when he won. I, yeah, I that, that was very funny. Like, it it, it, it it, was, but yeah, it was a comedy for a way, and they get a considering, they, like, it's like, yeah, like, I, I get why he couldn't have been on the show, but it's like, we could have had a stardom match. Like, hell, we could have got a never-open-way six-man tag match. Like, I know is, normally uh, that's like the filler, Russell Kingdom, but with the way that title's been elevated, I wouldn't mind it having a six-man tag match on this show. Like, especially why is this on Russell Kingdom? <laughs> especially with how hard Yoshihashi
0: worked this that's past year, he he kind of deserved to be on that main card. But you know, right.
1: that's how it be. Sometimes, whatever. Yeah. Well, that brings us into Kanamaro and El Desperado retaining the junior tag team titles over Master Wato and Taguchi. Desperado lands a hard right hand, followed by the pinchy loco to pin uh, Taichi, I mean, Taguchi, I think that was, for the victory. So it was good to see Kanemaru back on the scene. First time we've seen him since he suffered the broken jaw and had to miss um, the best of the Super Junior's tournament. Uh, El Desperado still, you know, riding high off of that best of Junior, the best of Super Junior final appearance. And uh, I thought this was fun. Master Wado in a big spot. Didn't look too overwhelmed by his first appearance uh, in the Tokyo Dome on the main card. So uh, I thought this was pretty solid.
0: It was a good match. I got no complaints about it. But, like, the right people won, and they gave um, Young Waddle a little more seasoning. So, you know,
1: it's all good.
2: Terry's boy, your thoughts? Yeah, good, good old-school match. They basically worked over the weak link, which was to Deguchi with his knee. Um... My, yeah, like you said, Dom, Masturado did not look overwhelmed. Like Ocon. he's another guy that people seem to just be quick to just crap all over and just say he's garbage. But he's really not. He's just a young wrestler that's still figuring shit out. Like, this was probably the best he looked in terms of Christmas. Like Anwar said, the right team won in terms of despie and Kanemaru, like, and uh yeah, I really, really loved Calamaro Desperado's post match. They they were fooling. Cause uh, you know, of course they asked the usual questions. And one of the, the people asked Desperado, like, what are your goals for 2021? He was like, Well, I have some stuff I wanted, but I, I kind of forgot everything after that idiot being Masterado kicked me in the head. So uh <laughs> I'm I'm just glad we got these titles and uh yeah I'm looking forward to the future and, and Catamara had his his usual shade was like, Yeah, you got you, you got heart, like we'll give it to you. You try harder than we expected, Master Wado, but we're way smarter than you and we a better wrestler. So, like, what'd you hey, expect, tomorrow. dog? You thought you was gonna beat us? Come on, man. They ain't, they ain't lying. <laughs> no, they
1: not. <laughs> um, in a hashtag certified banger, Shingo Tagagi retained the never open weight title over Jeff Cobb when he hit a second mate in Japan of the match to get the pin. Oh, my goodness. This thing
0: here. I, wa- I watched it again before I started talking with y'all, so... I, yeah, man, I appreciate it even more in the second go around. For Cobb to get in that spot and just to uh, be able to match up with with like Shingo and have that level of a match, that shit is so fucking impressive. Definitely one of my favorite matches um over both days. Like I man, he, Jeff Cobb could take pride in what he did at the dome. So he didn't win, but he actually won in the end. like as far as how people look at him because man that that was an awesome match highly recommend watching that again they did especially i love how like shingo shingo's like like leg chop really affected the overall match and without that he he doesn't beat cobb so you know it's all about psychology and how having it affect the outcome of a match so man awesome match awesome awesome
2: Yeah, Terry's boy, what you want to add? Uh, yeah, great match. Like, I, I feel like, it's weird to say, I feel like Shingo's kind of overrated, uh, not overrated, underrated, as a great wrestler, because, like, yeah, he can have great matches, but I one of the greatest strengths, I feel like, of Shingo is his versatility. Like, New Japan has tons of great wrestlers, but they're great at their match. Like, Suzuki, he's great, okay. but he can only have a... Minoru Suzuki match. Ishii. He's great, but he can only have a Ishii match. Shingo to me is like Okada and like he he can adapt to like whatever style his his opponent has. And, and he's like I've said before in the show, like he, he's a thinking wrestler. Like you can tell, Shingo really puts a lot of thought into the process and and like psychology, like Anwar said of his matches and uh yeah, like this. This was great, like a a star-making performance for Cobb. I feel like this was the Jeff Cobb we've been waiting to see. Like, this was the most he felt like, you know, like this felt like what I felt about Jeff Cobb when I watched him in Lucha Underground as the Monster Matanza. Like, man, if this guy can just get the right spot, get rid of this mask and get some personality, he could be a a true superstar because... Man, like, the, the some of the suplexes they hit and that little power driver he did, like, just, just great. And uh, Shingo, too, like, I love. Like, Shingo's great at, like, doing his moves, but just adding that little bit of, like, struggle to it where it's just that much more epic. Like, when he hit that Made in Japan and held God for, like, five seconds and then dropped him, I was like, ooh, Yes! Let's go, Shingo! Like just, just like like Don and I said, this is one of the matches. If you haven't seen this show yet, like definitely watch this match. This this was stellar, and on any other card, this easily could have been a main event. It was that damn good, and just just props to both guys. Like I, I loved it. Yeah,
1: yeah, fantastic, yeah. Show. fantastic match.
0: If if if. if if like Shingo wasn't from dragon gate it's it it would definitely be a world where he could be moved further up and do everything he has the talent to be more than just a mid-card dude in the never division but you know they they kind of weird about that over there with people coming from other companies so you know uh, that that sucks maybe if if they ever split up like um the, the the world title and the intercontinental title again maybe he could get in the mix for the intercontinental but i, I just don't see him ever getting getting a religious shot at that that the big belt so you mm-hmm. know that's just how it be sometimes he's still great you know everybody will makes that title really
2: special is that not, not everybody gets their hands on it so yeah. you know And, I mean, in terms of the Never title, I think he's a much-needed, like, freshening up of of the division. Like, I feel like, you know, Never matches are always great, but I feel like I haven't been this excited about the Never champion in terms of who holds the belt since, like, Shibata, when he had that great run in 2016 where he was wrestling, like, Nagata and Kyle Riley, people like that, like... Cause I do feel like this belt has kind of been kind of the the placeholder belt where Ghetto just kinda of pencils in the 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 same for guys. And I feel like with Cobb, with Shingo, we're finally gonna get some like some fresh talent in the Never Division. Cause I know Nari has said like pretty much in every promo, like I want to match with Shingo. It don't even have to be for the title, but I respect that man. I want to match for him, so maybe it's like a long-term thing. They could do that. But I I like – I hope Shingo keeps this belt for a little longer because as much as I love Ishii, yeah, to me making a guy like that never champion right now is just going backwards. We we know what we get with Ishii. He's great, but we we need something fresh with this division. We need a new coat of paint. So
0: Yeah, you you'd be surprised, Dom. People kind of starting to turn on Ishii, bro. Really? Yeah, man. Like they feel he, like it's like Terry Boy pointed out, like I love Ishii, but it's truth in it. He has, like, one level, and if he had more variety in what he does as a wrestler, he, people probably wouldn't be turning on him, but, yeah. Mm. So, well, it's, yep, it's,
2: yep, they Yeah, it's the same match. Yep, it is. It's the same fucking match. And it's, it's I, difficult because, you know, he, he's not really a draw in Japan, so they can't really move him up the car, but... It kind of feels like he's done everything he can in the never title. Like you know, like I said, I I, I want new contenders because again, we we know what we get with Ishii and Shingo. You can do that for like a G one or a New Japan Cup. Like yeah. for title matches, I feel like we really need like new people. Like it's it's getting stale. It's getting boring. I'm yeah, tired of watching I mean, I hate to say it because. It's great, but, like, I'm tired of watching the same match. <laughs> you know, a lot of people feel like that, Don. Like,
0: what they want, it, just because it's a never division doesn't mean it needs to be the title where just they beat the shit out of each other. Right. We want to see, right. like, we want to see different things, which makes... What happened at New Year's
1: Dash, very, very delightful. So you're going to have to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still still working on that. Looking forward to finishing that. Um, Sonata, he got the win over Evil. Uh, Sonata knocked Dick Togo off the apron through a table. Sonata then hit a pop-up TKO followed by the moonsault to get the victory over his former tag team partner. So Sonata looked great here in this match. Uh, basically, you know, two-on-one as the shenanigans were heavy, uh, but he overcame, and uh, the crowd was definitely behind Sonata in this one.
0: Man, I laughed so much when I saw like, um, Dick Togo do the elbow drop to the table, man. (laughs) I was like, it was like four or something, five o'clock in the morning, I'm cracking up, like at that shit. And I also kind of, another Dick Togo moment when he got like crotched on the top rope and then he fell off the top. We were like, oh, shit,
2: <laughs> I was fucking
0: dying. <laughs> I was, I was laughing so hard. I was like, man, so yeah, man, I was happy. It was a really good match. They, they, they they actually, I'm glad that they had that match because people like, people were very polarized about evil and Sonata, so. Those are my boys, so I'm glad they, they did a good job. So people get the fuck off their backs.
1: <laughs> Terry's boy, what you think?
2: Uh, yeah, like, obviously, like, y- you guys know, we it was an evil match, so we, we get the Bullet Club stuff. But, like you said, Don, the crowd was behind it, so I think, like, while us, you know, fans in America might, Be like, eh, evil, that's not what I want in New Japan. The thing you have to remember, like I said last time when we were talking about the Super J Cup and and ELP, like, the Bullet Club is not what they were when the Elite were there. They're not the cool heels. They're not the trendy guys. Like, if you go back and watch their history from when they first started, the Bullet Club is the antithesis of New Japan. They are supposed to be heels. You're supposed to hate them. You're supposed to want to see them get their asses whooped. That that's and that's what I took it as, like, cause I thought, you know, Ghetto giving Evil the time. I'm like, so Ghetto, like, are you saying Evil's a main eventer? Cause he ain't have main eventer matches. But no, it turned out Ghetto was like, no, nope, relax, guys. This was all so I could make Sonata a main eventer finally and it, it worked like you might not like to match some of the people listening it, but from a psychology from a drawing standpoint it worked the bad guy got his camuffins sonata finally felt like a big deal that like moment we've been waiting for and he showed some emotion which is what i felt like what he was really missing like you felt like you know The grudge match element of, like, this used to be his best friend, and now it's his enemy. And, uh, yeah, I'm really happy Sonata got the win. going to be interesting to see where Evil goes from here. But, uh, yeah, like, I I was surprisingly satisfied with this match. I was like, you know what? It it, it all worked out. And then, in ghetto we trust, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We move on to the semi-main event where Hiromu becomes the new junior heavyweight champion with a win over Taji Ishimori. He had to break out the time bomb, too, to pick up the win in this one. Uh, Taji Ishimori had been talking shit, calling out Hiromu, feeling overlooked because Hiromu's the rock star and everybody's giving him all the love, but Ishimori was the champion. And, man, he wrestled like he had a chip on his shoulder in this match, too, because he was right there step-for-step step with Hiromu. Um, just, just, this was awesome. This was just great.
0: I really enjoyed the match. I'm going to have to give it another look, but, cause like, part of me was like, I, I like those two as a wrestler, but, I don't know, it just felt like, it felt like Ishimori was kicking his ass a lot of the, the match, and all of a sudden, like, Hiromu just pulled some shit out of his bag and just hit him and got him, got him the fuck out of there. So, you know, I'm gonna have to get that matching up, but I really liked it and I thought the like the, the, the elbow strikes, the Ishimori, that that sequence was crazy. Like, I don't know. He hit that man like with a million fucking elbows. Like you can have a drinking game off of how many elbows he hit like <laughs> like like Rome like Wood. get this.
1: Terry's boy, the time bomb, New Junior heavyweight champion once again.
2: Yeah, like, you know, he's the face of the franchise. But I, I want to give props to Ishimori because I really feel like that dude is, is massively underrated because, like, you know, I, I kind of get what Anwar's saying that this match was dominated by Ishimori. But I think that was kind of the point. It was for a big emotional home comeback. And, like, yeah, Ishimori was great. Like Anwar said, the elbows. I mean, it was a great spot where he had Hiromu's... Arm, like, trapped on the rope and did, like, a 450 on his arm. I was like, ooh. What? Robbie Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Robbie Eagles. Yeah. A callback. And, like, yeah, just. And then, you know, how he kind of deflected her own spots. Like, Karoma went for his big drop kick on the stage. And Ishimura just sidestepped. That bitch was like, nope. Boom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just, just a, a stellar match. Like, yeah, man. Uh, like Karama said in his post-match, like he had two different matches with Bullet Club. One was bullshit and one was like a a real fight. Like, it, it was dynamic and, and fast-paced and brutal and great. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel like, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I kind of feel like, I don't know if he gonna get kicked out or leave, but I kind of felt like Ishimura is not really a fit in the Bullet Club anymore. Cause he- He don't cheat. Yeah, he, he wrestles like a traditional, like New Japan wrestler. And mm-hmm. he even mentioned that I think in one promo, like, yeah, I'm kind of a bad heel, aren't I? And kind of like laugh to himself, but I'm like, yes, you, you are. <laughs> I wanna root for you Ishimura, cause you're a great wrestler.
0: Yeah, man. Maybe that might. Yeah, he, either he might get booted, or I don't know. It's a, we got to see how some of this stuff gonna shake out over the coming months. So yeah, it's pretty cool that never in my life tonight, I thought we would ever get a situation where the junior heavyweight championship was like the semi main event at a dome. I don't even give a fuck. If it was. It was done during the pan pandemic. It's still. It's still historic for me. Yeah, man, yeah.
1: Hiromu, um that's what his goal is. His goal has been to elevate that championship in that division to the top of the card. That's his dream, and and he's got one more spot to go because he in my main event in the Tokyo Dome. There's only one more spot to go after that, so that's what he's pushing for. That brings us to the main event of night two where Kota Ibushi retained both the iwgp intercontinental and heavyweight titles after pinning Jay white was a kamagoye in the longest main event in wrestle Kingdom history oh man these boys always put on when they get into a big spot and they might have put on their best match in their biggest spot they've ever wrestled in it probably was their best
0: match and I did and and, and it's like Based on moves, yes, but like story, like, as you watch the match, you could see the master of counters getting his shit countered and not how knowing how to adjust to that. Having someone kick out of the Blade Runner and him not having any answers to that. Like, it was just fun to see like Jay just unravel, you know? I love Jay, but it's like seeing him break down after fucking with people for so long, sometimes there's people out there in the world, you just, it's, they got your number. You know? Like, yep. it, it's some people just got your number, and that's something for him to work through in the future, and it had a lot of moments where I thought he was going to win, which fucking messed with my nerves. <laughs> but But, like, I'm pretty sure, like, like to i think he hit, i think kabushi hit him with the um he hit him with the v trigger then the, the kamagoya right mm-hmm. yeah
1: he yep. broke out he the, the phoenix splash in this one too yeah he broke
0: out the Phoenix splash i got scared because that tied back into like his first iwgb championship title match where he tried that shit and kenny got on a on a platform and like sucked they, be, they, were, they did some really cool callbacks within that match. So yeah, like I thought it was really it was a, it was a really dope ass main event and a great like cap to like Jay White's story. And if you saw his promo after the match, he looked fucking done. He did he his promo was so good that it got people like, yo, so Jay about to leave? Oh he, <laughs> he going AEW Whatever? he his promo was so fucking good. He, he really He worked the fuck out of the fans, and that's what's all wrestling about. You go to like, I don't know, is he about
1: to peace out? So yeah, man,
0: that that was dope main event. The great camp to the weekend.
1: Yes, sir. Terry's boy, your thoughts on the penultimate, the main event night two, the closing of the Wrestle Kingdom event, where Kota Ibushi Mm -hmm. retains both titles.
2: Yeah, um, stellar match, like like Anwar said. This was kind of, I mean, obviously it was about Bushi's win, but this is kind of more about the unraveling of Switchblade. Like like Anwar said with his promo, I, I thought it was very interesting. Like, his veneer was gone. He was like, I damn near killed myself. I almost died in this match. I I never take risks like that in a match, and I still lost. Like, Why? And it, it kind of, you know, like I said, Karma coming back to get him because, you know, Switchblade's whole thing is he betrayed his best friends because people forget, like, Switchblade, Finn Juice, Finjuice, and Finley, that used to be a trio. Them three was all Young Lions at the same time and all, like, homies. And he pretty much stabbed them two in the back, stabbed Chaos in the back, and it was all, you know, it's kind of like that person who who gets that, you know, like corporate job and starts selling out. That, like, hey, you know, I can't see my friends anymore. I got divorced, but it'll all be worth it when I get this promotion. And he ain't get the promotion. <laughs> uh, Abushi was was just he was just better. Like he just was, and, and like Anwar said, I like the callbacks with the. The Phoenix Flash, not only from his last match, but even the night before, because in the Nightmare match he went for it and missed it. And this time he hit it. Uh Switchblade using the DTL, the Tanahashi tap out, including like one time at the end where I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, is the Bushi gonna tap? Oh no. And like like you like the, the, like the, you said the uh, the roll up
1: with the foot on the ropes from the G one
2: Yep, yeah and I loved yeah I loved it where red shoes was like nope I, I knew to look for that shit and nope, uh uh-uh, uh not this okay. time Jay was like come on red shoes and he was like nope because that's been like a, a thread with red shoes in the Bullet Club is. Ninety percent of the time, he's like a normal ref, but it, then it's that ten percent where he's like, "Nope, enough of y'all bullshit." Either wrestle and win, or like, I, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not like you. I'm not letting you win this title this way. Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh,
1: after the match, uh, Sonata, how much you think that suit cost, uh, Amar? Man, more than most of the
2: motherfucking stimulus package. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that yeah, like in, in terms of uh yeah, main event wrestlers, uh yeah. Sonata is no Kenny Omega, and I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> my my man soup game is proper. Proper. He, he comes out
1: and he says that it would be an honor and one of his highest accomplishments to challenge kota Bushi for the both of those titles and uh, it looks like that those two men are going to be on a collision course to face each other uh coming out of wrestle kingdom
2: bro you shouldn't be having sex with kids man
1: Nah, <laughs> man you shouldn't that's fucked up but yeah guys so at the very end i'm no, like day, what the fuck y'all talking about i'm <laughs> t- talking about sonata
2: how'd you get onto that was, while, while, while you were gone, I asked Anwar about Marty's girl, like, what he think was going to happen. We were oh, both like, okay, you can't touch him right now. You can't touch him with like a 10 foot pole. Like, heck no. He has sex with a minor. Like, he, I was like, even if he didn't rape the girl, he still, as an adult, has sex with a minor. And I, okay, yeah. Consent laws might be different in the UK, but I'm sorry. I, I, can't, I can't fuck with that man no more. <laughs> <laughs> no more. It's over for you, bro. It's done. <laughs> I mean, WWE might pick him up because that seemed to be the safe haven for Predators because you know Vince don't give a fuck. <laughs> WWE and someone in Japan because you know... Yeah. Yeah, sometimes
0: you're like, oh, that happened over there. They don't know shit about that over here.
1: So... Y'all's thoughts as we wrap this up on Wrestle Kingdom on Sonata's challenging of Ibushi uh, after that title match with Jay White. Uh, I'll start with Terry's boy this time. We'll start with you. Uh, Looking forward to maybe this is the main event for New Beginnings, or um, what's the first big, big, big show after that?
2: I think it is New Beginnings. Okay. Because then it's what the New Japan Cup and, and then best of super Ju- yeah I mean I know they do have like a new show they announced. it's like castle attack or something so they might save it but yeah I'm excited it, it makes sense like Sonata and Ibushi have history you still have that wrinkle of I mean obviously he's probably not going away yet but you know Sonata is like the last guy who hasn't had his big moment so you know it's It's more main event spotlight for Sonata. It should be a great match. And to me, nobody else really makes sense as a first challenger for Ibushi. Unless, you know, unless Ghetto wanted to do the troll, which he didn't, and throw Okada in there. But even Okada in his post-match with Will was like, he wasn't the typical Kake Okada, like, I have to be the champion. He was like, I went a whole year without being champion. Like, maybe those other guys who are in the main event have something that I'm missing. So, this year is going to be about me trying to find that thing and earning my way back into a title shot. Nice,
1: nice. Mr. N. Westarwin, what's your thoughts about the matchup?
2: It's, 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 a, it's a
0: good 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 setup and I I am a Solana fan, so I, I would like to see him have a better match than they had at G one, which kind of was like not it was good, but it could have been better. So you know, I would like to see him correct that and have a good showing. We all know he's gonna lose. So if you're gonna lose, at least do have do a really good job. So when you're in the opportunity in the future, you could it could be taken like It'll be really good, and people will be ready for it. But at one certain point, Sada got to win one of these matches because <laughs> it's, it's getting getting close to Godot territory with him challenging and losing.
1: <laughs> All right, so that was the wrap-up of Wrestle Kingdom. Knights uh, 1 and 2 for this year from the Tokyo Dome great show top to bottom both nights I thought that you know both shows were equal I don't know if there was a better night night one or night two but you know that's up to everybody's individual uh, perception I just thought that it was a great two days of wrestling definitely looking forward to the rest of New Year's Dash to see uh, how the stories are going to get set forth uh, you know heading into new beginnings and later on into the year so at this time, I'm going to turn it over to our guest, Mr. Terry's boy, for his shout-outs and thank-yous.
2: Oh, yeah. Shout-out to you guys, Don and Anwar. Happy to talk to you fellas again. Uh, you know, Shout-out to all, all the people listening out there, especially like, you know, I saw a lot of new people talking about New Japan this year. Like, I know there was a lot of talk going in like, oh, you know, I'm not as excited as usual. It, it won't be a great Tokyo Dome show, and New Japan defied the odds. I was like, uh, no, we're still, in terms of wrestling, one of the best, if not the best company in the world. So relax, people. So, uh, yeah, you know, shout out to new fans. I think that's what 2021 is going to be about, is uh, getting new fans and giving new opportunities to new guys. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So hopefully... New Japan can continue this momentum and uh, looking forward to more good stuff and getting on with you guys to talk about it here and there. And uh, I think 2021 will be a strong year for New Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: All right. All right. Thank you for joining us as always, Mr. Terry's boy. Mr. Anwar Starwin, turn it over to you, sir, for your shout outs and thank yous. Thank you and uh, and, and Terry Bory for this show. Um thanks for everyone
0: who's listening. Shout out to Jupiter Julep, as always, cause she's the ace. Um shout out to Mademoiselle, shout out to Asleep Though, and Miss Jade. That's it.
1: <laughs> I'd like to thank these two gentlemen Anwar Starwin and Terry's Boy For helping me review This year's Wrestle Kingdom I'd Like To give a shout out to everybody who used the hashtag Cast of Strong Stout To share their commentary with color on both nights And also New Year's Dash You can also get more content From Anwar and Terry's Boy as along, uh, along with myself Over on the Patreon page At patreon.com Forward slash Media. Uh, Subscribe, become a patron, and you'll receive extra content each and every week through our Patreon page. Also, you can support the podcast by going over to cspn.us. Click on the tab that says keep our podcast free. Do some shopping with any of our sponsors uh, through our webpage, and some of the purchase comes back to help keep the podcast free on the network each and every week. Just like to give a shout out to Ms. Simi, uh, to the underscore Reese, Samuel Kalunga, Ms. Jason Max, Didi Jonay, Greg. Uh, everybody here on the WrestleCast Network who you know puts in the hard work, watches the matches, helps me review the episodes each and every week. I greatly appreciate them. And uh, looking forward to talking to Miss Madame Lizette about New Year's Dash. So be on the lookout for that podcast really, really soon. So for our special guest, Terry's Boy, and my co-host, Anwar Starwin, I'm your host, Don DeLaRente. And this has been Cast of Strong Style Cast, cast of strong, strong Style. style, strong, style. style.